Welcome to the Women of Wild podcast, where we explore what it means to be a woman. We will be discussing real life challenges from being a daughter, a wife, a mother, a single mom, and beyond. We're two friends living very different lives. One is married with all girls. The other is divorced with all boys. We're perfect bookends to speak from opposite perspectives on all the things. Our mission is to search out the heart of a woman and to pour into you wherever you are with real life wisdom, actionable steps, and application of the topics we discuss to continue our self-development into a wild woman. That is a woman of wisdom, impact, love, and dignity. So let's go. All right, today we have a special guest with us today. Her name is Stephanie Rattery. She is a certified trainer, health coach, Instagram influencer, mom, wife, and a daughter of the Most High King. Welcome, Stephanie, my friend and my trainer. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad we finally got to, we, we had to move mountains to get on this show, all three of us today, because, you know, everything's trying to come against all the goodness that we're trying to produce. Right, Stephanie? So we finally yes. got everything worked out, all the technicalities. We we're finally all on at the same time. And now we're going to talk about the bonus that you brought in as a partner with the 10 day challenge that kicks off today. How did you get into fitness and health? Like, where did that journey start for you? Okay. So I met my husband when I was 18. And at, during that time, I was not exercising. I was not really living well. I was just, you know, working and hanging out and partying and doing all the things that, you know, young teenagers do. If, if you went that route, that's the route that I went. Um, and so he actually was pretty active and he taught me how to train. And then after that, I just fell in love with it. Like it was one of those things where I got in tune with my body and I was like, man, this feels so good. So I went from like not ever working out. I mean, I played sports and stuff, but not ever really like lifting weights and nutrition and all of that to really being intrigued by all of it and the way that I felt. And I just wanted more because once you get a taste of what that feels like, it's, it's awesome. You know what I mean? But I will I tell you in, in the middle of all of that, I, I think everybody may start with a little bit of vanity if we're honest, because I don't think there's anything wrong with looking good. We're supposed to show up in this place of excellence, right? In every single area of our life. But for me, I think because of my background, I just, I don't know, I took that to a different place. Um, so I really got out of, out of balance with my fitness and almost obsessive where it was unhealthy. So listen, I showed up on a fitness stage. I did the bikini and a Ziploc bag thing. I won the trophy. And was I satisfied? I was glad I did it because I got to see how it pushed me. But I knew I never, ever wanted to do it again. <laughs> I was like, this is awful. And I will tell you this too. I was so out of balance. I had three littles running around. I had just had my son. I decided when he was seven months old, I was going to do the show. Okay. And so I had that time frame, but I had already started moving in that. So with every kid, I was really active anyways. And then I ended up having like 12 weeks before I stepped on the stage 
and did it. So you're dragging your kids to the gym twice a day. And, you know, it's kind of a selfish sport that that part Mm -hmm. is um, because you're giving so much time to that. I don't think being healthy is selfish. I think being healthy is the most unselfish thing you can do because it becomes an overflow. And I've been on both sides of it is the reason I'm talking about it today because I think we can get so out of balance. And really, I think that's with anything in our lives. We do that. But for me, it was definitely that. And on the inside, I was unfulfilled, not really happy. It was constantly go, go, go. And I don't know, like, was the trophy really worth all the chaos? Right. You're bringing up a really good point, how uh, something's so good. And I think you're right. Everything that is good can become not good when it gets out of order with our priorities and when Mm -hmm. we start defining it as something it shouldn't be defined as. Can you go into that a little bit more? Because I think that's a pain point on both ends, whether you're getting into fitness or whether you're looking at fitness from afar or even eating healthy, not just going to the gym, Mm -hmm. but just eating healthy. If that relationship is defined in a way that making it feel icky. Yeah, absolutely. So, cause that was the second part was the food and the relationship with the food. I did hire a trainer back then when I was getting ready for that show and taking my fitness to another level. And let me just be clear. There is nothing wrong with taking your fitness to another level. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with doing that. There's nothing wrong with competing. There's nothing wrong with any of that. I was just out of balance. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I brought that in and I had a lack of understanding. I don't think that I was really educated enough. And my trainer, though she was great, there's something called reverse dieting out of a show that never got introduced. And I was just stuck with this dieting mentality, you know? And when you diet down for a for the stage, girls don't just walk around like that, y'all. We Mm -hmm. think they do, and it's so distorted, they don't. You know, they'll pick back up that five or 10 pounds pretty quickly. You know, there's a lot of water that's dropped and all of that. And this is not about a fitness competition, but this was part of my journey and why and how I became, how I went from unbalanced to balanced in my health. And really what optimal health looks like for me today. But I had this distorted view of food, bad food, good food. I can't have that because that's going to do this for me. So it was this constant tug of war in this relational food game, you know, and that's what it felt like. It was like every time I cook or ate, I, you know, I would really punish myself for it. I would go exercise. Now, I wasn't bulimic. I didn't really have eating disorders or any of those things, but I was so aware, probably too aware, obsessively aware in a not healthy way. Y'all, I ended up gaining like 25 pounds because I just got so frustrated with the whole thing. Now, I still worked out and all of that, but it just, it just took me a little while. Like it took me a couple of years to really come out of that and gain a new respect for health and fitness and what it looked like and what it needed to look like for me and my individual self. And that's something I really try to bring into every person through health assessments, where they are, where their mindsets are. If I talk to you in five minutes, I already know what that's going to look like so I can speak into it. Because nine times out of 10, I probably have already walked through it or 
it's something I see that's reoccurring with a lot of clients. You know what I mean? There, it's not just one person goes through this. We're all going through something and really food is no different than having an addiction to alcohol or drugs or any of that. People get out of balance and food can become comfort. Food can also become their way of control. You know what I mean? Have to control everything. And for me, it just took, it just took years of, of educating. So I would constantly figure out really just what worked for me and just kept educating myself. And I still educate myself all the time on what works and what doesn't work and how I can contribute better. But it's definitely not all the way across the board with food because it can't be. Our bodies are so different. We have very different needs. I can't give somebody like you that goes into the gym all the time who has a lot of muscle, who is burning fat so much faster because of the muscle that you have on you, Debbie, allows you to keep fat burning as, you know, just pretty constant. When we have somebody that would come in and want to lose weight and they don't have any muscle to lose, your diet's going to look different. You know, nobody starts in the same place. Everybody starts right where they are. Macronutrients, micronutrients. So macronutrients are, gosh, like your proteins, your fats, your carbohydrates, and learning how much of that my body need, what my caloric intake was going to take for me to kind of be at my optimal health, right? Whether that was getting to maintenance, losing weight, or for me, even a bulking phase years ago. Um, but for people that just want to get healthy, it's good for you to know kind of a calorie baseline um, of what that looks like. And most of us try to diet down way too quick, which works for a second. But there's something called transitioning and reverse dieting that has to happen in order to get you into lifestyle and balance. And that is where we thrive. So that's my goal is to get people from, yes, you may have to make a sacrifice here at your starting point. There's always a sacrifice to get what you want. I don't care what it is. You will have to sacrifice something in order to have what you want for a season. And that's just an area of discipline and growth. You know, what do I really want and why do I want it? I always circle my people back to my, to why I had to do that. I had to circle back all the time. Why do you want this? How does this benefit you? How can you contribute to others? Uh, when you ask your clients, what do you want? Do you find that a lot of women have a really hard time answering that question right off the bat? Absolutely. Yes. Why do you it think is, that is? Well, I think a lot of times from what I see, even with my health assessments, we're always wanting to serve others first and not ourselves first. And it's completely backwards. And, you know, you, we kind of live in a world that says that we need to be doing that. But then we also, I don't know, it's just kind of counterbalance. You cannot get what you don't have. You cannot. So if you do not take care of your body well, your soul well, your spirit well, and that's not nourished, then you're really kind of given from an empty cup. And then we, there's something called a burnout. You know, moms just kind of give up. We go and we live through our kids and our family and, 
you know, our husbands and we don't know who we are individually. And until we take that time to sit back and really look at why do I want this? What do I really want out of this? I think we're driven and called for purpose, right? So I always have my people circle back around what is in your heart? What is in your heart? Like, what do you love to do? Who do you love to serve? What does that look like for you? And how do you think your health, being at your optimal health, will help you help others get there? Like, what does that look like for you? And so it's just asking the right questions and positioning others to receive. And so that, as a health coach, that's my ultimate goal is to be able, like, the training is great. The nutrition is great. But if we do not work on healthy mindsets and really working out their soul as well, you can lose the weight only to gain it right back. Because I did it a ton, a ton of times before I found this balance. Now, do I always want to strive to get better? Yes. Do I fluctuate five or eight pounds? I do. But for the most part, I love my body. I love my flaws. You know what I mean? Like I understand what my body needs in different seasons, whether that's a season of rest or a season of, okay, girl, let's get it. You know, it's, it's that, it's just coming in tune with who you are and really what you need. So I would love for you, when we talked last week, a little bit off um, recording, you said something that really resonated with me and it was, we do this work because we love our bodies, not because we hate our bodies or how they look. And I I don't know if I'm saying that exactly like you said it, but it really struck me personally. And I actually was, I'm working with a, a new coach, coaching training program. And another woman and I had to coach each other last night to practice. And I had her coach me on my own struggles at starting this 10 day challenge (laughs) because I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. I have this mindset that has me a little bit stuck. That was the thing, what you said, somehow something she asked me kind of brought that up. And I was like, this is the mindset. I need to think about doing this for myself as an act of love, not an act of, because I don't like what I see. Well, I think too, when you're constantly looking at your body and what needs to change, you know, what we focus on really becomes our reality a lot of times. Um, and so if you're so focused on your flaws, what do you see all the time? Your flaws, you know? And so, and then the Lord just started working with me one day and just said, do you love yourself? And that was hard, you know, because my whole life was not, you know, every woman wants to be loved. We need it. That's the first thing. It's ingrained in our DNA, like women need love and our greatest love is him. You know, the father, nobody can fill that void. Nobody, not fitness, not food. And so I was trying to fill all of that to get this look. And I became good at like self-sabotaging. And that's something you have to be really careful of too, is if you've got something good that's happening And then you say, well, this isn't on your plan, so I can't have that. Well, my response would be, here's an example to that. And then I'll circle back around. Example to that would be, well, if you tell me no, I want it more. And I gave myself permission to do that. And 
In fact, I was punishing myself because did I really want the thing I said I wanted? Did I really love myself enough to continue to follow through and show up for me every day? But I had to keep working through with him. And one of the exercises that the Lord had me do was stand in front of the mirror and tell myself I was beautiful rather than looking at the flaws. And I had to practice it. And it was very hard. My chin would shake every time I did it. It was just when you've looked at yourself so long for a certain way because of the rejection, because of the betrayal. Let's get to it, y'all, because this is what it goes to. It goes way back with all of us and nobody really wants to talk about it. We think we've just gained weight. The outside of who we are reflects a lot of times of what's going on and getting people to the root of that when I have them on that level, it's because I've had to walk through so much internal work because I was a broken young girl, a broken young woman. You know, that's a whole nother podcast. That testimony is way off of this, but it does lead up to this and it it is part of my story. So, but I was very broken and I knew how to dress it up and make it look good. I told you I was real good about, it's like putting lipstick on a pig and calling it cute. It's still a pig. So it was, you know, I could dress the thing up and make it look good, make it sound good, but I was still struggling. You know what I mean? There was still a deep struggle in me. I just had to keep practicing telling myself I was beautiful and mm-hmm. not focusing so much on the negative. And my, my husband was so good about speaking good things over me, but that didn't matter. It doesn't matter even really what other people are saying at that point in your life, because you've already taken this other piece of you that has experienced so many broken places and you've eternalized it and it has become your reality. And so I just thought, well, if I, if I look a certain way, I'll be better. I'll be happy. I'll feel better. You know, it was all about chasing this look, which is so ridiculous, but it's very driven in the world that we live in. You know, it's very driven. So, and I'm not saying don't look your best, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a health coach for goodness sake. I want us to show up and look our best. And Proverbs tells us to show up as women of excellence in every area. I believe in that very much, but I don't want us to do it with a punishment mentality. I don't want you to show up for yourself because you hate yourself and, and you're going to exercise yourself to goodness and you're going to exercise yourself to love and you're going to nourish yourself with food to love. Now, will those things affect your hormonal imbalance and all of that stuff? And will that ultimately help you? Yes, because all of that is nourishing your cells um, on a whole nother level. But your mindset really does need to come into play when you're looking at yourself. So I I guess what I could give you is this. If you look at your flaws, please Mm -hmm. embrace them and just start saying, you are beautiful. I mean, stand in the mirror and just say, I am beautiful. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I was born for a purpose and made on purpose for a purpose. So you have something that nobody else has and it's not going to look the same and it's not going to sound the same and it doesn't need to. You need to show up for you every single day because you love yourself. 
And you'll show up better for so many other people when you show up like that. I love that. I saw this commercial for this cream that you can put on your stretch marks and your little mommy belly from having babies, you know, and it takes all the ugly away. And I was thinking, I was told that I couldn't have babies. I would never be able to have a baby full term. And those stretch marks represent something to me like a trophy. I don't want them to go away. That like, and yes. also food was really good when I was pregnant. So <laughs> every <laughs> morsel stayed in. But I mean, I, I will never have a, an 18-year-old looking stomach again. And I don't want to change that. And I love the way you said that. It's just embrace it because what the world says is a flaw is actually evidence that the world was wrong. I was able to bring three babies to full term and they're perfectly healthy, gorgeous young men. And I don't ever want to change that. And embracing the flaws, like I think something else you just said about looking in the mirror and speaking to yourself and you said your jaw would shake because I'm thinking, you know, we as women will convince ourselves of a small T truth that is absolutely a lie about ourselves, about our value or about how we look in comparison to all the other things that have a, that hold a standard in beauty. And then we get so convinced of that not truth that when your husband tells you that you're beautiful, it just bounces off of you. That couldn't possibly be true because you've already been convinced of a truth. And we have to, like, I think that that's a powerful way to look in the mirror and start cracking down on, on that you know, releasing those lies off of you that we've accepted, lies that we've accepted as truth. Mm -hmm. Women are beautiful. We were created to be the beautiful side of God, the image bearer of beauty, his beautiful side. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that we can Absolutely. do that. It's given to us. We, we don't do that. It's given to us, right? I mean, that's something mm -hmm. from the inside. Oh, I yeah. also battled with it too in the same sense that it was the outside that was the valuable part and then getting to the bottom of it that no it's definitely the soul of a woman that's the most beautiful and not showing up for yourself because you're just pouring yourself out like a drink offering and you're emptying yourself out and you don't have anything mm -hmm. to give at the end of the day like what you were saying that that woman when I looked in the mirror and I see that woman it it wasn't just the bags under my eyes I was empty I was becoming an empty person and that's yeah. when fitness and health flipped a switch for me it wasn't about vanity anymore it was about being able to be the person that I really wanted to be for my kids the act of standing in front of your mirror and telling yourself that you are beautiful was so impactful you've now brought that into your practice with your clients can you tell us about that okay so <laughs> um they don't really know what to do with that at first. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, you know, that's something they're like, really, you want me to do that? And I'm like, yes, I, I need you to do that. You need to do this for you. You know, the first time I remember personal training. Now that's when I got to see their faces one-on-one -on -one, and I'm not doing that part anymore. I'm just writing programs and then nutrition programs. And then I just work with you a lot on the phone. I can reach more people that way instead of bringing people into what was my training studio. So, but then, um, you know, I have Maris in my gym and I remember one girl in particular, I won't say her name, but she, it was hard for her to look at herself in the mirror. 
Like she would look and then she would like look away and I would look at her and I'd be like, no, like I need you to like look in the mirror and, and just, and do this. Like you don't have to do this even by, you can do it by yourself, but you don't have to. Like I'm here. You know what I mean? And so, but I had already been working with her for a while to get to this point. And, um, and she did, but then she was just on her knees crying, you know, and you just have to allow God to really work and move and heal those wounds because the only reason that we push away from love is because either you haven't experienced the father's love like that or maybe you've experienced so much rejection and betrayal and all of the other things that maybe really did happen in your life and it's distorted your own view of who you really are you know, and it has the capacity to do it if it's been done enough, but it doesn't mean that there's not healing for you. You know what I mean? Like there's always healing for us. And sometimes people are strategically put in your life for those reasons. Like people are not going to accidentally sign up for this program and this podcast and this challenge. That's not an accident. They're craving something more. They want something more. And, you know, I believe wholeheartedly that God will meet us in these places and we're really going to be able to love on people and love them well and love them back to their health. And, you know, not everybody goes way far back with me. Some do who really want to keep moving forward. Those that I've had for a while will go back and will kind of root up some things, you know, to keep them moving along so that they don't go backwards. But um, you know, it takes time. It's not all done at once, but sometimes just one little thing dealt with makes a huge difference for like moving forward and progressing, just, you know, dealing with one thing. So, but that's, that's a huge part because at the core of who we are is love. Mm. So, you know what I mean? That's our core. And if we're not doing that well, and health really is a part of loving yourself, your how you think, how do you talk to yourself? How what are you even what are your thoughts even saying about you? And let me just be clear, you don't have to receive them. If they're negative and they're talking down to you, you do not have to receive the first thing that falls into your head. You do have the authority to not do that. That's right. Um, you don't have to believe everything you think. <laughs> no. It no. Sometimes thoughts will just come, you'd be like, What? I haven't thought about that in forever. That is not even who I am. And so I just am like, that's not who I am. You know, I just shut that thing down because it's I've already overcome all of those things. So I would just say this too. What you what you tolerate, you get to keep. So I would even encourage people to really start looking at what they're tolerating in their life, you know, what are they giving themselves a pass for, you know, that they could be doing? What can you do rather than, oh, I don't have time for this, this, and this. Well, what can you do? Let's start with that. So sometimes it's small steps in the right direction. It doesn't always have to be this huge thing. A health journey is just that. It's a journey. There's no place of perfection. You will hit goals. You will hit destinations only to climb, climb bigger mountains. So, and it, it will equip you for that. Physically, we're able to withstand even a lot more emotionally when you're going through hard things in your life. If you're healthy physically too, 
and you're going through some really hard things, your body can handle it better. I don't know if y'all have experienced that too, but if you think about maybe at a time when you were unhealthy and you were going through something hard and you can compare that to being just stronger and going through some things and being physically well and you just, it's just different. It's hard to describe, but you are strengthened. You are strengthened like all the way around. I agree. There's, there's, life is going to throw us curveballs, whether we're healthy or we're not. And I know the difference between how I react, whether it's truly reactionary, how much self-control I have in the moment, or how, uh, how I perceive things, if I'm ever able to filter them. We've talked on previous episodes about when you're in a healthy state of mind, feeling good about your mind, body, and soul, so that you can respond in the most absolute best way possible rather than, you know, mm-hmm. being able to bear the fruit of the Spirit. It's hard to yes. bear the fruit of the Spirit if you are weak in all those areas. A lot of us can be physically nourished and spiritually malnourished. In 2013, when I was just, I mean, go, 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 physically fit. I was training people. I was assistant coaching my little kids softball team. I was doing like so many things and physically I was strong, but spiritually I was a little malnourished. And so, and I was, I was a believer at that time, but I wasn't a seasoned believer understanding still the balance of walking out my salvation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I had a nervous breakdown. That nervous breakdown sat me down. And that is when I became so intimate with the Lord. Um, I really discovered who I was in that time. And this was during, this was the time when he started telling me who I was as a daughter as a woman, as a wife, as a mother. And he started teaching me what my identity looked like, what my purpose looked like. But I'm telling you, there was a lot of walking out. There was a lot of fear. There was a lot of anxiety. There was, When something breaks you and it breaks wide open, for me, it broke wide open. So I had like this massive amount of anxieties because I was in control of everything before. And I had suddenly lost control of everything that was happening to me. Mm. And I didn't realize at the time that it was a nervous breakdown. I just knew my body had shut down. Like I kept saying yes. And my body was like, oh, no, 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 no. You can't do anymore. It had been surviving. It gets into this surviving mode. So there is a real thing as... I mean, being out of balance. Um, And I think we can do it for a while, but then at some point everybody has their breaking point and it looks different for everybody. For me, it was a nervous breakdown. And I just had a couple of years of really walking through that, surrendering some things and letting go and discovering who I was and what I really wanted all of this to look like. And, you know, God began to give me his heart and he just increased my capacity to love people. And man, if you thought you loved fitness and health before, on the other side of what feels like something is breaking you is really your breakthrough. And it's victorious for so many people. And so I would say too, don't be afraid of the breaking because it's necessary. It's so necessary. It was so necessary for me. Like it was the hardest thing one of the hardest things I kind of walked through 
because I felt like I couldn't even drive my car. Like it got that bad. The anxiety did. So I had a lot of stuff to walk through, but as I walked through the healing and went through a lot of counseling and things I really needed to deal with from my past, I started to become healthy, like really healthy and whole. And I don't know, I just, my love increased. I never stopped training during that time. He would just minister to me during my training. Like that's when I would be nourished even more. And I still get and write a lot of things when I'm under a barbell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's something about health and fitness that I just, I hear very clear in understanding the process of breaking down and being built back up. And, you know, see, I wouldn't have known that and been able to really speak that in and help see people's broken places to help build them back up had I not walked through those trenches myself. You have to get in the trenches. You have to be able, you got to be willing to kind of kneel and clean someone else's foot to see why they walk with a limp. Because if you don't, you can't help them. They'll just continue to limp. And so that's what we got to do. We just got to be willing to see. So I don't know. Health coach to me is just more, it's just so much more. It's so much bigger than the thing you think it is. So we can start there and that's fine. And we can get healthy. And some people are just like, I don't want all that other stuff. I just want this. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. We can do that too. But to really get well, there's a lot of layers and part moving parts, right? A lot of moving parts. Yeah. We are complex beings. (laughs) Yes. I love all of that. And I agree a hundred percent, even in my own coaching. And I know Debbie, we do the work because we can't ask our clients to do anything that we're not doing ourselves. You know, sometimes it's yucky work, but <laughs> I love what you just said about that hard time in your life, how God has used that to help you pour into others. And that's the same. I, I see how God has taken the worst parts of my life and redeem them to something good. You know, that's the, the hope I want to give other people in my coaching. And I know you guys too. And I think that's, that's the heart of it. And that kind of comes to this one question we had, everyone loves a good before after picture that shows a really dramatic transformation. Can you tell us about the biggest transformation that you've seen or experienced? Oh, man. Well, there's a lot outside of really with my clients. For me, I think with weight, I wasn't always like I didn't I wasn't the person that dealt with like massive weight gain and struggles. Like I've been the girl to fluctuate 20 pounds and then 10 pounds. And then that's always less and less the more I grow. But I don't have like this huge, massive picture. I think for me, You can talk to someone who knew me back then and talk to somebody who knows me now and they can tell you she's not the same girl. That's one of the greatest compliments I think I could ever receive would be that. That's kind of my transformation story is she, she doesn't look the same because she's really, she's really not the same. She's, there's been a lot of healing and you can even see that on the outside of her. But as far as clients go, I have one client who 
has been with me for like eight months and she's lost 40 pounds and she's doing the heart work and the hard work and the head work. She's doing all of it. And so she's still, she's still in the trenches with me. Like she is, you know, still really walking through all of this. And when I talked to her at first and I talk to her now, it's so different and it's so refreshing and her mindset is very different and she understands more of who she is and how she gets to choose and her why. We always circle back to her why. You know, if she's on the struggle bus, I'm like, just remember your why. We got to go back to that. We got to go back to your why. Because sometimes that's just the simplest place to take somebody back to. So many transformations. Early on, I worked with a lot of teenage girls and moms at school on the football fields. You know, we would be training while our boys would be on the football field. It was that kind of thing. The teachers and the moms, it was such a fun time. But now really with one-on-one clients, all my clients are so different and they do really thrive. And there's been a lot of great weight loss transformations, but there's another lady too, who denied my program for quite a while. And, and then she finally (laughs) reached out and she was just kind of at an all-time low. And I said, maybe we need to circle back around and see if we can make this work. And we just really started talking a little bit more. And um, she's been with me for a little while. And same thing. She was like, I just didn't know that I could really do this. And you've just helped me to see it another way. You know what I mean? So it's, it's the feedback like that that keeps me going that I find momentum in continuing to go. But I mean, I can absolutely give before and after pictures. I have tons of them that I post all the time. Um, A lot of that is on my Facebook, my Instagram, people that I work side by side with, those who are still on program. You know, there's, there's a lot of transformation stories. So I can tell that that's the stuff that makes it all worth it. That's makes all of your struggle and your journey when you get those moments of seeing somebody, a client, have a breakthrough, transform, change a little bit incrementally each day, each meeting, each session, that that's the payday where you're just like, it's all worth it, every bit of it. And that's where the passion comes from, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And, you know, for years, you know, I did it for free. They say what you'll do for free. You know, that's like the love of your life. You'll do it for for anything, if you could do it for free. And I say for free, it was just a very small fee back then because I just wanted to be connected. There was this longing for community and purpose. And I just wanted to add value. You know what I mean? Like that was really why I wanted to do it. And I'll never forget, um, I'm just going to say her name because she's awesome. It's Martha Gano. She (laughs) looked at me one day and she goes, no, God does not want you to do everything for free. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's okay for you to offer services and get paid for it. And I was like, I don't even know what, you know, I just didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I loved it and I would do it for free. Um, That's where it started. But then I, you know, you do have to have an understanding and yes, there are bills to pay and stuff like that. So it's, it's definitely a job for me, but it's the, it doesn't feel like one. So it's a job that I work hard doing, but it's not hard work. You know what I mean? Like I work very hard alongside of my people, but for me, it doesn't feel like work because I love it so much. So 
it's like just sitting and having coffee with a client. I, you know, that's what it feels like to me here. Let's just sit down and talk. And, you know, I want it to be relational if they're willing so that, you know, we can really, I can have a better understanding of how to help them. You don't really know how to help somebody if you're not getting to know them a little bit. That's right. If you could boil it all down to just one thing, what is the ultimate thing about health and fitness that you would want your clients to learn or take away from their experience working with you or just on their health journey alone? I would want them to experience loving themselves and knowing that they're created for a purpose on purpose because that matters so much. And if they're doing the work on the inside, the outside is going to show. It's going to come because you're going to attract all of that. You're going to attract more health. You're going to, your appetite will increase for healthy foods. Your appetite will increase for movement because your mind is well, your soul is well. It, as your soul prospers, so shall your health. And so that is mm. a word I live by. So if I can give you anything, I will give you that. And I promise you, if you do the work and stay the course, you will be well. Oh, I'm just over here wanting to jump out of my seat, like give you a big cheer, like, yes, louder, <laughs> louder. That is what we want all of our audience to hear is it's, it's about loving yourself mm-hmm. into health. It's about loving yourself into fitness. It's about, it's about doing those things because you love yourself. I love that, Stephanie. Thank you so much for coming on and blessing our audience's ears with your wisdom and your journey and your stories. And I'm just so appreciative that you gave up time because I know you are busy. (laughs) I know you are. And it was a struggle getting on here. So, yeah, just thank you. I've enjoyed this so much. I've learned a lot. I've even been sitting here taking notes for myself. So this has been just wonderful. And I love your heart and just passion for, for helping other girls and women come to love themselves because that really is where it all starts. We can't do anything else for anybody else until we take care of our own selves. And I love that from the inside out. Well, thank y'all for having me. I, I appreciate it. And I'm willing to jump on at any time on all different topics because, yeah, there's, there's a lot there. <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. And I know you put so much good content out on your social media. So we're going to link your Facebook and your Instagram in our show notes. Um, And of course, anybody that signed up for the 10 day challenge is going to get some exclusive content with you um, doing some daily lives and some instruction on the bonus that you provided for our 10 day challenge, which is that 10 day at home, all body workout, no apparatuses needed. So we're so excited about that. And actually today is the day. So the day that this drops is the day that we're beginning our 10-day challenge. So thank you so much for coming alongside of us and bringing all your wisdom. And on that, let's just say it all together. Stay wild. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. Let us know what you liked and what your main takeaways were. We'd also love to know what topics you'd want to hear about on future episodes. To connect with us further on social media or to learn more about our services, click on the links in the show notes or 
email us at womenofwildpodcast at gmail.com. And if you know anyone that would benefit from hearing this episode, please share it. To continue the discussion about this episode, join us in our private Facebook group. The link will be in the show notes. Until next week, stay wild. <laughs>